Okay, so you see what I did here is I turned it onto the O. What does that mean? It means that it's going to pick up sound from all around the mic instead of like last time when it was a cardioid shape and it was picking up from like this side but not this side. Oh, okay. I just made it. Okay, so potentially that's why our sound was not ideal. Okay, I see. Um, Also, I see us. This take will both like pretty much be the same distance from the mic. Great. You can be a little closer than me, though, because... Because I have a quiet voice? Do I have a quiet you voice? You don't have a quiet voice. <laughs> I'm the loudest but person ever. But you were a little <laughs> quieter on our recording last week. Okay. But I think it was because of my cardioid shape. <laughs> Sounds like we need a really hot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so cardioid is actually a great transition uh, to starting our episode. Yay! Why? Why is cardioid a good transition, Tanisha? <laughs> well, it reminds me of cardiologist, which is someone who takes care of your heart, I think. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the medical definition. Yeah. It is, but maybe we're reading into it in a romantic way. <laughs> For sure, because in my definition, a cardiologist shows up and they're really sexy. <laughs> and you're like... Doctor, my heart is cardioid shaped and it's not picking up the sound from this side. And then- Can you talk to it over here instead? <laughs> Alright, so we paused the podcast for a second and noticed that we were pretty loud. So I'm going to turn down the gain a little bit. And I think that'll help. And then also we can mess with the levels a little bit. Just generally bringing them down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that... We um, might also cut that. <laughs> I think, uh, lovely listeners, that part of what I love about our podcast, I was reflecting on this the other day, is that podcasts, um, a lot of them are like really well produced. <laughs> and um, not to say that ours isn't well produced, because Christy has a lot of experience as a musician, but there's something to be said for engaging with artistic process as it's happening Heck yeah. that feels really liberating and is part of maybe what I want to explore in my life in general is just like, how can I step into those spaces that are a little bit unknown, a little bit liminal and, and that is where real magic happens. And as this is our number one episode yeah. of the the dates of our lives. And since we talked about the idea of having each episode potentially be like modeled on a card from the tarot, this would be our official number one episode. Which is... The Magician. Yes. Um, Magic Mike. We just figured out our (laughs) microphone. And The Magician is so much about really owning the process of making your own magic as you set off on your own journey. So that's what we're going to do for you today. And today, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, if you're listening, (laughs) it's Valentine's Day. (laughs) Unless but you're listening Saturday later. <laughs> and then true? also it will be on the website, so maybe you're listening after Valentine's Day. <laughs> we should not put this I marked it, I love it. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't understand how time works, 
We're going to go out of our way to confuse you some more. Yeah, and for those of you who don't understand how time works, welcome to the club. Because time is also made up. (laughs) Just like Valentine's Day. All right, so Valentine's Day. We want to share some of the responses to our Valentine's Day poll. Yes, which were three questions. The first one that we're going to hear from our people is what are your general feelings about Valentine's Day? And we got a lot of really great responses. We're going to share some of the audio clips, but Christy and I just also started asking people and we got a range of answers. So we're excited to share, including a friend of mine who shouted out like, I don't think about it. So (laughs) we're excited and we want you to think about it too. Here we go. So Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday and it has been um, since I was a kid. Uh, I think it started because of the Valentine's parties that would happen in elementary school and something about the idea of like sharing joy and candy with everyone in the class on like secret crushes and all that was really exciting to me. And that has carried over. I think Valentine's Day is really ruined for a lot of people because there's this expectation of getting showered with romance and like crap like flowers and chocolates and stuff but to me it's really about sending little notes to people which I love to do and that's what this holiday is all about sending love notes um, to all the people you love not just your romantic partners so that's what I try to do for Valentine's Day and I really want that to be more normalized that Valentine's Day is a day for sharing love and not for going out to a fancy dinner with your lover Yes. What are your general thoughts about Valentine's Day? Oh, um, my general thoughts about Valentine's Day are it should not be a required participation holiday. <laughs> that it is should very be very strongly optional. Yeah. And yet, it isn't if you are in relationship. And that kind of sucks. And when I say in relationship, I feel like Valentine's Day is the only day where a even if you barely have a relationship, it suddenly carries all of this weight. Mm. Because even if you're like kind of seeing someone, they have big expectations for Valentine's Day. And that mm. that sucks. I feel like it should be uh, more leveled out. Okay, so I have a clarifying question for you. Okay. If, like, considering that presumably some of the people that you might date would also feel the same way... Is it really true that everyone has an expectation for Valentine's Day? So no, I have met some people who have no expectations for Valentine's Day. And those are either um, great normal people or very cold-hearted people. <laughs> like, I feel like there is a middle ground that all of society needs to just agree upon. Be like, hey, this is optional. Let's use our words and talk about whether we want to do it. Yeah. But also people who are like, fuck Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm like, um, I hear I you. I get that, too, where it feels like a little intense to, like, really not like it. It feels like a little much. Because it's almost like emphasizing how important it is. Correct. You're right. giving it too much power. So, do you... How do you feel about Valentine's Day, Christy? Oh, I, I'm kind of... I'm confused about how I feel, and partly that's why I wanted us to do this research. Because I think, similar to Pete, I agree that, like, when people are really anti-Valentine's Day, I don't understand that. Yeah. But I also don't, like, I also feel like it's too much pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, and often I've just broken up with someone before Valentine's Day. <laughs> so it's like usually like, I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I love that because in my research, which I'll share later, there is like this whole like sad, which is like singles awareness day. And I was <laughs> oh like, oh God. God. And, and I have to say, I they think. They definitely chose the right acronym for that. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. And I guess I don't know much about it. So sorry if you're a member um, of this organization <laughs> yeah, called yeah. SAD. Uh, but I do think I also don't quite know how I feel about it. I've been shocked by my responses in partnership like, but why don't you love me extra hard today? <laughs> yeah. And and then also I love my sister one time was like, yeah, but it's just a great day to like drink a bottle of champagne and have wild sex. And I was like, oh, oh right. Oh, that's such a good day. Yeah. 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 So it's actually, I'm kind of curious now because we didn't get a ton of responses to this question, but I'm curious because like not having been like, I don't know. Well, like I haven't been partnered a lot of the time on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so it must be really different if you're like in a long-term committed relationship, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I do wonder how you can my one of my friends who submitted something just via text, uh, he said like he feels that it's important to be loverly all the time, which Aww. I love that language. And so I wonder how maybe the real question is how do you start to practice being someone who is present with your love. And also I do appreciate this like Pete's hot take on like, it shouldn't be mandatory because (laughs) it does feel like it's mandatory. Yeah. And I think that goes back to this, like it's kind of a cultural expectation and it's also really tied to like monetization and stuff. Like, yeah, all the gross stuff. Yeah. So no wonder people's opinions on Valentine's Day are could be kind of intense. And I think Cass's take was really great. Intense. You'll just start talking because really they were saying like, uh, I want it to be okay to just be loverly like your friend said. Yeah. There you go. So our second question, we wanted to know if anyone had any specific Valentine's stories. And we have my friend Michelle. My friend Michelle. Who lives in Boston right now. She submitted this really great story from when, from recently, but um, about being young. Let's take a listen. I am Colin with a Valentine's Day story. And I was inspired to tell this story by my goddaughter, Aria. Um, Last summer, after she finished third grade, I saw her right after school was out and I said, so tell me about your class this year. Who are your friends? Who do you hate? And she said, I hate all the boys. And I said, oh, I remember that. I remember hating all the boys in third grade. And when I was in third grade, Aria, I took all the Valentines that I had to give for my class, you know, to go put in their little like Valentine's boxes when we had Valentine's Day party. And I took all the boys' Valentines and I changed the words on them. So it said like, if it said like, I like you, I changed it to, I hate you. And if it said, you're great, I changed it to, you're stupid. And when I told Aria this story, she got a look at like all the color drained from her face and her eyes got really big. And she said, you did that? And I said, yeah. And she said, 
did you get caught? And I said, yeah, I got in trouble. And she said, how much trouble did you get in? She was, I truly scandalized my goddaughter with this story, but it's okay. I needed to share that I hated the boys. I don't have any Valentine's Day stories specifically, although about this time of year, every year, I like to get friends together. I pull out all of my collage supplies and um, I make weird, crafty, homemade, loving Valentines um, to mail across the country to random people um, who tell me on an Instagram story that they need a Valentine. Um, and I love that tradition. And here's what I thought was so huge when I was a kid. And looking back, I'm like, that phrase means nothing. But anytime I got a candy heart or an actual Valentine and somebody said, be my Valentine, Aww. I was like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> like they want me to be their Valentine. And I would get so excited about that. And now I realize that means jack shit. <laughs> talking in my conversation with Pete I did say like potentially it meant everything oh yeah because I everything. certainly <laughs> spent a lot of time choosing the specific little cutout valentine oh, to yeah. give the boys I had huge crushes on um I would particularly look for like the really meaningful ones <laughs> so Pete probably you had a little line of girls just yeah Dying swooning, with love. Swooning. Swooning. Spell casting on those perforations. Um, yeah. And so this brings us to our last question. Yes. Which is, what would you want on the candy heart? So Christy, what would you want? I want, um, I want, you're, you're my world. <laughs> <laughs> you're my world. I, I, I want something that's like a little bit naughty. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know quite what, but something about like, you know, I like your big old titties <laughs> in that voice. It would say, it would speak to me. Um, but also it would be edible, a speaking edible. Um, <laughs> not that kind of edible. Um, anyway, it is rated E for explicit. Oh, I love <laughs> Okay. Um, but my friend Adam uh, Crochet wrote in that he would want something sexual like whip it out or want to come. <laughs> but we that. also hear from a couple other callers. My high school boyfriend and I were writing each other our own Valentine's Day messages on conversation hearts. <laughs> he managed to write on one, I think about you when I masturbate. And I have always thought that was really special <laughs> and impressive. <laughs> I think it's really special and impressive too. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Um, so we have another response to this question, but we actually really, we interviewed um, one of our friends who we both work with and... Um, their interview is pretty great. So we just wanted to keep it as a whole. So let's do that one next. Yeah. Okay. General thoughts about Valentine's Day. Over it. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want more of it. I, I have nothing against the idea of a day for love. I think that's nice. I like that. But Valentine's Day is... I'm going to spend my love. Mm. And I don't like that. Oh. Such a good take. That is a really good take. Yeah, it's definitely monetizing, huh? Spend. Mm -hmm. Okay, question number two. 
<laughs> Do you have any good Valentine's Day stories? <laughs> yeah. From the freaky to the most fantastical. <laughs> That's what um, I want to know. Valentine's Day stories. Um... Yeah, I guess, so, for the first Valentine's Day, Madison and I had just started dating. Like, our anniversary is the 29th of January. So, we are like, this is a very new thing. <laughs> Valentine's Day, what? <laughs> so, and, like, also we hadn't, like, really established, like, is, is Valentine's Day something we're into? Like, is this something we want to, like... Is there an expectation of like gift giving and all that? So what ended up happening is like I bought a bunch of cream cheese rangoons from Panda Express. Cream cheese raccoons? Rang rangoons. Oh, what are rangoons? Cream cheese rangoons, like little fried things. Oh, okay. With, I'm gonna have to look it up. It's like a doughy fried thing. Cream cheese rangoons. And I got like twenty of them <laughs> from Madison. That's awesome. Um and then I broke the on our, the first time we met. Like, actually hung out. I broke her mug. Oh. So I got her a new mug for Valentine's Day. Oh. Because it felt like the right thing to do. That seems like a really nice thing to and do. And it was a really creepy sloth mug. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And I gave yeah. her a card. I don't, I'm not big into cards. But mm-hmm. I gave her a card on Valentine's Day. It said, um, it was a condolences card. That <laughs> 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 um, was... Sorry for dating me or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like, so I'm so sorry you have to date me. <laughs> I'm so sorry you found me. <laughs> that's um, an amazing story. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you. Um, okay. Okay, last question. Um, those little weird chalky candy hearts, what would you wish for someone to put on there for you? I mean, guess you could think oh. about the size growing. So if you need a whole sentence. Yeah, it's like, that's like two words, normally. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to... I'm thinking about the constraints of the medium. I'm going to stick to the two-word limit. Um, <laughs> Love you, Jordan. I know. Me <laughs> too. Happy day. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not just a Valentine's Day thing. Oh, we know how oh, Valentine's Day. happy day. So does that like then mean you'd kind of like to get one every day? <laughs> no, I don't think they taste very good. <laughs> they don't taste good. They don't taste good. I mean, so honest, Jordan. Thank you for your candor. We do appreciate it. We love you. And it actually transitions really well uh, to. My research topic for this week, which happened to be the history of Valentine's cards. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me put on my nerd glasses. (laughs) Please put on your scholarly wear. And I'm just going to summarize really quickly some of the things I learned. Well, first of all, just Jordan said that they sent, they gave their partner a condolences card for Valentine's Day. (laughs) And interestingly... Valentines, before they became Valentine's cards, they were something else. They were called canivet or devotionals. Oh. And this is like one vibe, but it was like a precursor kind of to like the Valentine's Day cards we think of now. They were like highly decorative and they were kind of like 
they had religious imagery on parchment and like ruffles and flowers and things. And so like the heart was sort of one of the religious imagery things, which I thought was really oh, cool. Oh, that is cool. One of the things that I learned, how about you ask me questions? <laughs> <laughs> I am literally sitting on the edge of my seat and waiting, holding my breath. And looking at these like beautiful notes, one of which says puzzle purse, yeah. and then a little line that says innuendo, and I'm dying to know what Chrissy's going to tell us, and yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. It's like she's flirting with us. Yeah, so a puzzle purse is like a puzzle valentine, and I am learning how to make one. I have a little piece of like parchment paper in front of me. I tore out of my mag, my fashion mag, and I folded, I made it into a square, it's basically an origami that kind of is like one of those cootie catchers or fortune tellers, mm. but it was a form of a valentine, like intricately little folded valentine that was done, I think, like around like the 17th, 18th, 18th and 19th centuries, like so that border. But they were these like little, oh, I wrote down coveted handmade gift. Ooh. Um, and they would often have like little poems and things that would tell you how to read it and like in what order. Oh my God. And maybe inside there would be like a little gift. And you could get these for like baptisms and stuff too. So you might get like a little coin. But lovers would give each other hair. I have so much hair after I shower from combing it out. (laughs) Have you ever given anyone a locket, a lock of your hair? No, but now I feel like I have a project where I want to like felt my hair into a heart and give it to someone. It could be in your... Lucky listener, who wants some? <laughs> oh my god, we need to start a Patreon and be like, if you sign up for our Patreon, you too could get a little felted hair heart. Because <laughs> that's not creepy or gross or at gross. all. And it will be delivered in a puzzle purse. And I keep thinking puzzle purse means vagina. It does. But there's a, it's like you have to find the trick for getting in. That is also true. <laughs> <laughs> so you might find a lock of hair, you might find a ring. All those things Some can other... also be found in a vagina. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they were so dirty back then. <laughs> they were, they were, because they were so repressed. Which actually <laughs> brings me to another weird thing that happened, which were called vinegar valentines. And vinegar valentines were kind of like mean valentines that you would send anonymously to people. And they had like, they were very popular for a while, and they had like caricatures of kind of like gross looking people. And it would be, like, just insulting someone. So, like, Michelle, when she was in third grade, was sending vinegar valentines. She was, yes, yes! <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Yeah, you're stupid. That was not without precedent, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. well done. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and w- a weird one that came up also was, like, a map that was, like, this is the land of love. This is the land of lust. And it had different <laughs> little, and I'm not really sure what the point of that one was, other than it was, like, Let's print this cartography thing and pass it off as, like, some kind of message of, like, courtship or something. I love it because I actually think um, maps of love are really important. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah, because it's, like, maybe about, like, where the sea of flirtation lies in your own little heart. (laughs) Oh, my God. We should make love maps. Yes, we should. be part of our witchcraft. Yeah, and the wherever the lust map too, 
Okay, last little thing, and I think this might kind of tie into the topic of your research, okay. Tanisha, uh, <laughs> is uh, there was a mention, because when, before Valentine's sort of became like printed, like in a mass production sort of way, people would make them themselves, or they would like consult books on how to make them. Um, and like in those earlier days, when it was like intricate work, lots of paper cutting, lots of like ribbon and lace and stuff, um, one of the, one of the, tr- traditions was drawing a love knot oh and yeah. I was like I'm kind of curious about a love knot so I read a little bit about it so the lover's knot I did a little research it's two tori a single taurus and another taurus oh, okay which essentially is a cheerio mm-hmm. <laughs> or a, cheerio. a fruit loop <laughs> yeah. or a donut yeah okay <laughs> but they are flexible to move about each other and yet nevertheless inseparable and that is one description of a lover's knot. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, we have this inherent sovereignty, but we're also bound together in this mm, way. I love that. I love it too. That's really great. And finally, no, I love <laughs> tied into that, Barbara Allen is this really, um, it's this weird folk song that I've heard about before, but a lover's knot features in the end of it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like, this girl is like, you suck. And he's on his deathbed and he's like, but I love you. And she's like, now and then he dies and she's like oh sorry now i feel bad and then she dies and then on their graves (laughs) out of his grave grows a red rose and out of hers a briar and then they entwine in a lover's knot (laughs) so (laughs) doing a little editing in post and we just cut that off a little bit abruptly um so my research was on the history of Valentine's Day, and there's so much that's written about it, a lot of it dealing with St. Valentine's, or Valentine, um, but I got went down this rabbit hole about Lupercalia, mm-hmm. and was super excited and intrigued by everything I read, which had a lot to do with sex, violence, fertility, <laughs> feasting, <laughs> rites of passage, kind of, Um and I realized that I knew someone who would be able to share more about this history than I would be able to. And so I asked uh, a friend, hedge witch, magical bean, beekeeper. Poi extraordinaire. Yeah. Kate Veers, to share a bit about what she knew about Lupercalia from a historical perspective and then also how she celebrates it today. Yeah, as a practicing, a practitioner. Yeah, a practitioner. Cool, let's listen. Yeah. Lupercalia is an ancient Roman holiday. It's the dark pagan origins of Valentine's Day. This Roman festival was a lot less tame than our modern Christianized Valentine's Day. It was a fertility and purification festival with animal sacrifice, drunkenness, and lots of sex and sensuality. The name Lupercalia comes from the cave of the she-wolf who fed Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome. And so there's this connection to the holiday of this wolf-like wildness that comes through in the festivities. Priests of the time called Lupercai would sacrifice goats and they would use the fresh skins of these goats and run around naked through the streets of Rome, whipping women. 
And this was a consensual whipping. So the women would go out into the streets and show bits of their skin to be whipped by these priests. And that would bring them fertility and blessings. It was also a bit of a swingers singles party where men would draw a woman's name from a jar and those two would then be coupled for the remainder of the festivities. And oftentimes these people would end up really liking each other and falling in love and staying together. And so in that way, this is kind of like a ancient um, be my Valentine. As Christianity began to spread throughout the world, they took over many of the pagan holidays and made them their own. And this was to make conversion a lot more palatable for the pagans that lived there. And Lupercalia and Valentine's Day were no different. Lupercalia was eventually outlawed and St. Valentine's took its place with only the theme of love remaining to connect them. Today, those who celebrate Lupercalia, like myself, uh, we do so with a little less whipping in the streets, but maybe no less in the sheets. It's still a holiday of sensual pleasures, sexuality, fertility. It's a way for us to honor the old gods and to connect with that wild wolf-like parts of ourselves. And of course, we still celebrate love. Woo! Wow! Read me a bedtime story, Kate. I know! She's like a natural for podcasting. I know. I feel like we shouldn't be the hosts anymore. Too bad! I know! Oh my gosh. Yeah, but in other fun news, I think um, what she said really makes me, one of the things I was thinking about as I was researching was like, oh, the like partnering up for the night kind of in this random way reminded me so much of the dating apps. (laughs) Because... It's kind of random. It's kind of random. And also, like, you know, it's a little bit of, like, a Roman key party, mm. which I found really funny. But but I was like, it's not any more or less random than the dating apps. Key party? Yeah, you, like, drop your keys in, oh. a, in, a, in a urn. Oh. And how then you, you pull them out at the end of the night, and that's who you go home with. Oh, It's, like, from shit. the 70s. Okay, so this is, like, the, the same thing, because you pull a name out of a jar. Yeah. So... We like this idea because we could make this. Like, someone on Instagram responded to me about our poll and just wrote in and said, like, the only thing I have to say about Valentine's Day is non-online dating app. Oh, right. (laughs) And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. So now we know. It's like what they did in ancient Rome. Yeah. Or what they did in the 70s at the key parties. (laughs) Which I think at the key party you were going home with like someone else's like spouse. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So maybe in our version it's a little. We would hope it's all consensual always. Isn't that weren't they consenting at the key party? I don't know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. So I my vision for this is we make an app and it's called Yearnings. <laughs> Silent Y. <laughs> and it's not. And it's spelled Y U R N I N G S. <laughs> and like, so like there's so a little funny. parentheses around the Y. Yearnings, but it means about like yearning for sex, right? Yeah. But you put your name in the pickle jar. 
Yes, you put your name in a pickle jar somewhere in your neighborhood <laughs> on community. The yeah, there's just like a little yearnings jar on every street corner. Yeah, you know where to go. Maybe it's like at the local coffee shops where all yes. the people are anyway. Ooh, yeah, all the hotties. We should ask if the list will put one, one at Slow Burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my name a hundred times. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you got me too. What? <laughs> Tunisia, are we are we almost at the end of the episode? We are at the end of the episode, and we want to introduce next week's uh, two weeks from now's episode. Yeah, which is about first, first dates, dates. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and uh, a little bit of preview for that. Tunisia and I set the goal of each going on a first date on Valentine's Day because that's kind of weird. <laughs> and we're excited to share about those in the next episode. Yeah. And we would like your input too. Yes. So if you have a great first date story, you can send us a short video recording and you can send it to... Audio. Audio. Audio's fine. Don't send it. You don't a need video. to send a video. Actually, I would love a video recording of <laughs> okay. you, but if send you send a video, <laughs> we can do it. We can take the audio out. You won't see it on the podcast. No. <laughs> okay great okay. so that and then uh yeah just answering the question um tell us something interesting maybe a i'm gonna say a good or bad first date story what do you think i think that's great good or bad or memorable memorable, memorable. we don't really want things in the middle yeah we don't want a non-memorable first date story yeah that's mm. not that's not the point what we want <laughs> um but you can send your audio clips to dates of our lives podcast at gmail.com you can check out our website for the podcast which is dates of our life the dates of our lives dot buzzsprout.com you can also follow us on instagram and spotify and apple Podcasts, and we're gonna try to get listed on some other stuff too if you follow us Go ahead and give us the money, which I mean stars. Yeah. <laughs> Likes. Like us. Like us. Yes. Because we like you. We do. I love um, you, Tanisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love you too, Christy. Thank you for spending a great portion of your Saturday with me. You too. <laughs> Until, Until next time, time bitches. <laughs> see a candy heart that says you are enough short and literally sweet